This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Here we go. Three, two, one, and welcome everybody to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Today I'm speaking with Byron Williams Jr. How you doing, brother? All right, all right, all right. How are you? I'm doing real great, man. I uh I saw your performance. Let me back up a little bit. I saw that you had posted uh, some days ago, you posted something about uh, you're going to be getting back where you are supposed to be. And you made a reference to getting back on stage. Mm -hmm. And that kind of piqued my my curiosity. You know, I I like seeing any American in Norway doing good things and being something of an artist myself. It piques my interest when someone says about getting on the stage. Right. But I never connected. I had no idea that you used to be a vocalist in the Drifters. I never knew that. That's true. That's true. What you doing keeping secrets like that, man? <laughs> you know, um, I was I was with them for about three years. Um, and, you know, when I was a kid, you know, my mom always called me a dreamer, you know. You know, and I always had this dream that one day I'd be on a stage, you know, and, you know, singing for people. And, and then when I finally got the, um, the chance... I um, I met I reminded my mother how she had always called me a dreamer. Yeah. You know, and I said I said dreams do come true. You know. Now. And that was, mm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and like I said, the dream come came true where I was uh, one of four members of the group um, singing on stage, and it became um, surreal. I can imagine. You know. You I can know. imagine being out on the road, getting all of yeah. that attention, and yeah. And, yeah. and I'm going to ask you about that as as we go along. But let me start with what years were you in the Drifters? I started with them in like at the beginning of '92. '92, okay. Um, and and I left in I think like '95. Now, from what I understand, the Drifters have been going you know since the 50s pretty much non-stop i know there, there were some legal issues at one point where things quieted down but for the most part the drifters have been going um all along but if yeah. i if my memory serves me right I'm, I'm about 10 years younger than you but if my memory serves me right it was around the late 80s middle uh, early 90s to middle 90s that that style you know that motown quartet style mm-hmm. of music kind of made a comeback in the states yeah. am yeah, i right it did. It, did. it did yeah it did um i think i was more like with um new edition yes you know um boys men yeah you know um it was a welcome return because um you know uh yeah you know it's just what we were used to yeah, and isn't that interesting that that uh, you know that we're we're talking a, a generation gap here of what you know forty years almost yeah. at that time yeah. forty years yeah. where yeah. it took that younger generation to do something with it, which then got people interested in the originals, right. you know, the Temptations, and, the Drifters, you know, the or, OJ's, or, things like that. Yeah, or in boy bands, period. You know, in boy mean? bands, period. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it, it started in sync. It started all of these groups. You know, back, Backstreet Boys. You know what I mean? Um, it was a uh, yeah. Now you got discovered from doing talent shows in Miami. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. I, okay. um, I was um, as I mentioned, I was I was working construction um, 
And as I was on the construction site on the radio, they mentioned that there was a talent show that was going to be held. And um, the winner would get a, uh, you know, a record deal. Okay. And so I'm thinking, hmm, <laughs> you know, okay, what have I got to do? So I... Hey, you I, had that dream, right? You had that right? dream. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The, the dream was always, you know, and so that was back in the day with cassettes. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so, so you know, so I had, I had to scramble to go find a place where I could um, make a cassette, and the song I chose was um, by the Carpenters, "Close to You." Close to you, okay. You know, but I did it in a soul version, right? My right. version, you yeah. Know? And I sent it in, and what? Maybe a week, two weeks later, they sent a reply saying, uh, "We'd like to have you on the show." So I said, "Okay." You know, so that went down for the practice. You only had got to have one practice with the band. Oh wow! You know, was was so, this for was this for a TV show or was it just a a standalone uh, yeah, uh, talent show? Standalone talent okay. show. Okay. This is a, this is in you know in the black area in Miami, um, up in um, Miami Gardens. Okay. And so I, when I got there, I realized that they'd already picked the person that was going to win. You know. <laughs> Um, so as they, as they want, often do. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So they just want a little fluff around it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And back then, my girlfriend, uh, my daughter's mom, oldest daughter's mom, I said to her, I said, well, I don't see me winning this, but I'm going to sing the hell, hell out of the song for you. You know? And I sang Superstar by Luther Bandros. Oh, there you go. You know? There you and, go. You know? And, um, and I remember... <laughs> I remember when I was done singing, I'm walking off the stage, and the, the DJ, he was a famous DJ in Miami, his name's Chico de Virgo. Uh, so I've I'm heard walking. that name. He must yeah. be famous, because I think I know who he is, yeah. Yeah, he, he is. He's, yeah. Um, he's syndicated with, um, with Hot 105. That's right, um, syndicated, yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So I and, used to hear him up in Chicago. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. This is Chico de Virgo. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I'm walking off the stage, and he's, I hear him say, Byron Williams, all right. You know? Uh -huh. So I, I walk off, and as I'm walking down the stairs, in this club, it's predominantly black, and there was this one white woman in the club, and I'm saying to myself while I'm singing, that's weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> and all the, on all this night, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. one light. Yes, There's one, one light. light. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm walk as I'm walking down the stairs, she approaches me and she says, you know, hi, um, I forget her name. Um uh I was wondering if you um, would like to be with the drifters. Just like that. You know? No yeah. no preamble, she just asked you straightforward. Right. She just came, she said, Look, I heard your voice, she said, and you I feel that you would be perfect for the drifters. And you know, I'm thinking, Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, right. You know, I'm like, sure, you know, like, I'm, I'm, and I'm very polite. I'm like, uh, no, thank you. You know, yeah, because who would, who would believe something like that? Who would ever uh, yeah. think that? <laughs> I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could say what I tell you what I was like, really thinking. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, you know, she, it was old jungle fever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know, people have game and then people, yeah. people have game. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I walked off, walked away from her and, she followed me and she kept, she kept, she was persistent. She said, look, I'm serious. I would really love for you to audition for the drifters. And once again, I'm like, no, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I appreciate it. You know, but thank you. She says, look, here's my business card. We're, we're leaving town in two weeks. 
you know, and, two weeks. you know, in two weeks. And if you would like to audition, come see us. We're in Fort Lauderdale at the hotel, this hotel. So I went back to my construction work one week and I'm working and I said to myself, you know, what do I have to lose here? You know what I mean? So the dream, I remember, you, you have that dream, right? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I said, yeah. so this is what I've been asking for. You know what I mean? And this is the one thing that's presented itself. So, although, yeah. although, although the presentation must have been a shock. Like I said, who would think that you this know, this would be a serious thing to consider? You know, yeah, yeah. You know, the drift is hello. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, this, this, these were these were guys. My father's a singer, also was a singer. You okay. know what I mean? He yeah. had had his band, his group in in Miami. Okay. And I heard him sing a lot of songs, so I'm thinking. You know, what are the chances of me right. you know, being on the drift, being with the drifters? So I, I called her and said, hey, um, are, are you still interested in, uh, in auditioning me? And she said, yeah, we have a one week before we leave. So I said, I can be there tonight after work. Um, and I went home, changed and stuff like that. And I drove to Fort Lauderdale. And I go to this hotel room and there's these two, there's this man sitting there who was actually the band director for the drifters. Okay, yeah. And, you know, so said, I go in and they ask me, um, um, do you know any Drifter song? And I said, well, I know Save the Last Dance. My dad used to sing it, you know. And they asked me, well, can you sing it? So I sang it. And they said, do you know anything else? I said, well, I know, uh, you know, Persuaders, you know, I know The Temptations, you know, I know, you know, all of these songs. They said, sing one more. So I sang another one. And then they went over and started mumbling to each other. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, then, and then they came back to me and they said, "How old are you?" I said, I was, "I'm 33." And they said, "You're not 33." You know, I said, "Yeah, I am 33. I, I don't have to lie about my age." <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know, you know. So then, so then they're like, "Okay, we would like for you uh, to join the Drifters, uh, but we're going to wow. be flying to Europe." Within a couple of weeks, right? In a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Within a week. He said, okay. And I'm like, wait a minute, Europe? You know, I'm, th I'm thinking local like Miami, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're, they're talking about taking me to another continent, you know. And um, so then I, you know, then I had to go back and tell my mom and stuff because we had just started a company. And yeah, my mom had just started a company, and it was taking off. You know, I mean, it was starting to take off. We were getting some good clients and stuff. Okay. And um, so I had to tell her, you know what I mean? And I didn't know how I was going to tell her, you know. I can but, imagine uh, you were torn. You know, you have yeah. this opportunity, but, uh, you know, all, all sons love their mother. And not only right. is it the mother-son relationship, but it's also a business relationship. Right. How did right. you navigate that? How did you, how did you figure this out? Yeah, I, um, it's kind of weird because I was talking to someone on her phone and sometimes her answering machine would catch conversations. I don't know how it did okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> it. It caught conversations and she happened to catch my conversation telling my brother, you know, uh, I was, that I didn't know how I was going to tell mom, you know? Okay. So then when I, then when I was coming, when I, when I was about to tell her, she says, um, so, uh, you're wondering how you're going to tell me that you've been um, chosen to be with the drifters. <laughs> Mama knows. <laughs> yeah. I said, how did you know that? She says she played the playback. You know what I mean? She said, yeah, this is yep. it. Yeah. 
I said, yeah, I said, I, you know, I know we just started this business and we're starting to get some really good clients and we're, we're about to, you know, take off. I said, but, you know, I've always been a dreamer, you know what I mean? And this dream is about to happen, yeah. you know, and, um, but I don't know, you know, how you feel about this. And she's like, are you crazy? Of course, this is your dream. Hats you off know? to Ma. Hats off you to Ma. I mean? Yeah. You know? She says, I'll make it. You know what I mean? Don't yeah, worry about me. Yeah, yeah. Go out there and, and show them what you know. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm, yeah. And then, and then a week later, you're on your way with the drifters to, to, uh, to, to Europe. Oh, three weeks later, because I had to get my passport and all those things. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and um, next thing I know, what's kind of weird also, you know, I grew up taking Spanish, but I never figured, you know, uh, I would have any use for it. I mean, because I also lived up in New England. Okay. You know, you know, I lived like half and half in Miami, half in Portland. Okay. And um, Portland, Maine. Took, Portland, Maine. Okay. Yeah. Big yeah. difference. Yeah, huge. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole podcast episode right there. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. That's, that's, a whole other <laughs> that, that's southern northern thing. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so the next thing I know, I'm on a plane to Madrid. Uh, and I didn't understand why I took Spanish because French, you know, the Quebec is above Portland. Right. That's yes. French, French Canadians come down. Yeah. So that was a logical language I should have taken. It was for some reason I took Spanish. The next thing I found myself, I'm on a plane to Madrid, you know, and I said, boy, God is good. You know, yeah. we don't know what plan he has. You know what I mean? But things Along have the a way he shows us his blueprint. Yes. You know? Things you have know? things have a tendency to fall into place if we just let yeah. go. If we just yeah. let go. Yeah. So yeah. so here you are in Madrid. Um mm. you're you're in Europe, you're you're touring with with, with the drifters. How yeah. I'm I'm sure it was a lot of fun. I'm sure it was mm. a great experience, but I'm sure oh. also that it had some challenges or maybe yeah. some surprises. Can you talk a little bit about that? challenges yeah i had challenges because you know and we say we like to think that you know america and europe have similar cultures but they're, diff they're different yeah you know what i mean they're different in the way they are and i had to learn a whole new culture you know? yeah because I, I like to say people are people but people are yeah. also different <laughs> right you know, exactly. it's, yeah yeah Exactly. So I had to learn. I actually, <laughs> I had to learn the European cult culture because when I came here, my opinion was Europe ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, but then, yeah. But then my wife, she pointed out to me. She said, "Do you like Europe?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, "You don't want to stay in Europe?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, "You need to cut that out." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if you want to have any friends, if you want to be like yeah. that, you need to knock off. You know, and that was a typical American. You yeah. know, and we come and with the shit, and yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. then yeah, that was that was different. And also, when I got with these guys, I mean, they were they were much older than me. You know what I mean? And here I am, a thirty-three-year-old. Uh, I literally had to show them my license to prove that I was thirty-three. You know, you know, and 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 I remember seeing you on uh, on the Voice the other night, yeah. last night, yeah. uh, and we're gonna, we're going to talk about it as well. But I, yeah. I I saw the uh, the commentator made a comment about you don't look your age, and then uh, and then Yosef uh, came yeah. came with with my favorite phrase, "Black uh, don't crack." So for real, for real. For <laughs> so real. you 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 look much younger than you are. So I can only imagine how long how young you looked when you were thirty three. Yeah, yeah. They, they they said to me, you know, do you have any proof? <laughs> I, I said, look, I'm not I'm not that old. Where I have to lie, 
Right, you know I mean? right. You know? Yeah. So, but I got some really good information because of Bobby Ruffin, he was one of the originals that left when the originals broke up and right. they started their own drifters groups. Yes. So he was he was the the authentic drifter in our band. And he he taught me some pretty uh, professional lessons, you know, how to carry myself and, you know, what, what the audience expects from us. You know what I mean? You know, and one question I was going to ask you is who is the most influential um, celebrity or famous person, whether it's musician, singer or, or whatever, who was the, the, the most prolific one that you've met? But but already when you mentioned Bobby Ruffin's name, I mean, that yeah. that yeah. that's the top. That's the cream of the crop right there. Yeah. That's yeah, legendary yeah. status yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, to be able, to be able to sit and 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 be under his wing and get you know guidance I mean? from him. Wow. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm standing on stage beside him, kind of like an out of body experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And he said to me, he said, "You deserve to be here." You know, he said, "Not nah, you. You would not have been picked here. So don't you know? Look at it like this here." You are as just an important part of this team as I am. And that's yeah. a good thing to hear because very often in the midst of our success, mm. uh, you know, we're reaping the benefits of all of our work and we're very conscious of the hard work that we did, but we may not be conscious of the benefits of that hard work. So sometimes right. it takes a mentor to say something so simple as you deserve this. Sometimes, right on, right sometimes on, that's right what on. it takes. And then it's like, okay, you know, I, I, and it's not, it's not like it's a moment of arrogance or conceit, but it's just a moment of awareness where you kind of get that, that pat on the back, not from yourself, right. but from an outside source that tells you that, you, yeah, that tells you that you've been doing mm -hmm. the right thing. Right on, right on. And that, that's right life changing. On. That can, that can be life changing to get yeah, that was, kind of a, to get that kind of a pat on the back from that kind of a person. It was it was for me because you know um, I mean even at the age of thirty three I could sing, but I was still trying to find out who I was. Yes. As a singer. Yeah. You know, and it didn't come to me until I was thirty five. Well, I know a lot of musicians. They are quite aware. They're fully aware of the talent they have, but they don't know how to put that talent to use, to right. where it benefits them, to where it takes them somewhere in their life. Right. I see a right. lot of musicians that have that problem right there. Yeah. I mean, I was like, for me, you know, I was singing like my, my emulator, I call them my emulators, uh, Luther Vandross, Peebo Bryson, uh, James Ingram, uh, Lou Rawls, you know, yeah. all of these crooners. Yes. You know, and I was, I was trying to, you know, emulate them. But in the same time, I said, okay, Brian, who are you? Mm. Who who are you? And like I said, it didn't hit me until I was thirty five where I heard my voice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that for me was huge. I said, Okay, okay. I might sing a song from them, but it's gonna be my version. It's gonna be your version, yeah. You know, you know, and that's and that's why I try to tell young singers, you know what I mean? It's one thing as as you as you're growing, you know, and singing, find you. You know what I mean? Find you because in the end, that's who your public's going to love. They're going to love you. Do you think that Norwegian artists lack a certain, uh, I don't know if it's genetic or cultural or, or what it is. It's probably cultural. Um, if I want to tease them, I'll say it's genetic, but truth is, mm -hmm. it's probably cultural. That, mm -hmm. that Norwegian artists have this thing where they hold themselves back. They yeah. kind of don't want 
to take those extra steps to stick out from the crowd and take things a step further. They're very easily satisfied with status quo. What, what, yeah. What's your experience with that? Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. Um, also, uh, there's some exceptions. There you are know. exceptions, absolutely, you know. and and you and that, this is not to take anything away from Norwegian artistry when it comes to music, right. because there's some very talented people here. Right. It's right. just that they don't implement that business sense. They don't turn that business sense on to turn their talent into something they can actually uh, profit from in a monetary exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, it's, it's a short um, diversion. Um, when I first came to Norway. You know, I couldn't speak the language, but there was this one artist, Björn Eitzvold. Ah, yes. I, I know, love I him. I, I love you know, that man. I, I, I couldn't understand Norwegian, but I could. I understood his heart. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. And, and, you know, you understand what I'm saying? And I know I, exactly I just, what you're saying. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm walking into this pub and he was sitting there. And, and I said to him, I said, you know, I apologize for not being able to understand uh, the words that you said, but I understood your heart you know and he said he said to me he said wow he said well thank you very much i appreciate it i said for real this is for real you know and i walked off you know i i said yesterday on the telephone with you that you and i i see that you and i have a lot of things in common um now when i met my wife i met her back uh in the states and we actually got married there and lived there for about 18 months before we came here but i remember when i first met her and um you know we'd be out driving around or whatever and she would pop in this Bjorn Eidsvog uh cd a live live cd and of course i didn't understand norwegian back then i had no reason to we were still living in the states and it was almost the exact same experience as what you just described i didn't have a clue what he was saying but his music moved me there was something in it um and then later on after i came here to norway my brother-in-law, um, as a joke, he told me. He said, "If you want to learn proper Norwegian, listen to this band." And he told me okay. about. And he told me about the Hellbillies, who, the, of the, course, the Hellbillies, Hell Hell yeah, okay. who, of course, okay. sing in Norwegian, but in a very yeah. um, exclusive dialect of Norwegian. So, as a joke, he told me that, "Yeah, listen to this <laughs> to learn." Re-. And I didn't. I, I really didn't have a clue what they were saying. But again, the music. Yeah. The music moved me. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so there, there's a lot of talent here in Norway, but again, I, I, I find in case after case that they are holding themselves back for whatever reason. They're not willing yeah. to to take things a step further to get into a more professional position with yeah, their but, music. Yeah, true. But if you think about it, they don't have to. You That's know, true. It's a different market lives. here. Yeah, it's a different yeah, market they here. They have great lives. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know the stage. You know, it's. Uh, you know, I call it the crabs in a bucket syndrome in the States. You yes. know what I mean? Where everyone's trying to make it, someone's pulling you back. Here, it's not like that. Everybody has a fantastic life. You know, they have a hit. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? They, you, yeah. know, you know, it's well, like... But then again, but then again, you've got the crabs in the bucket atmosphere in the States, but isn't it also, uh, because it's a much wider market, you, can, you know, here in Norway, yeah. if you sell 25 thousand or if you have twenty five thousand downloads i almost said if you sell twenty five thousand copy forget about that yeah, nobody's right. selling cds but if you have twenty five thousand that's the old days that's the old days yeah let me get into modern times here but twenty five thousand downloads on a song you know you're doing yeah. pretty good back yeah, in the states yeah. twenty five thousand downloads you're a failure that's nothing but having no, but having do. said that isn't it also possible to be an average 
artist in the states but if you get that local funding let's let's say you're a let's say you're a, you're a musician or you have a band in for example Chicago and you're doing mm -hmm. well in Chicago and you can get right. radio play that you can actually live off of but you can't do that mm -hmm. here in Norway so it's kind of a no. kind of a give and take thing yeah crabs in the bucket right but right. some of those crabs that don't even get that only get halfway out of the bucket in the states yeah. can still do okay I, I, financially I know so many singers in America, dude, that are awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they, they're not getting heard. No. You know what I mean? Because, and it's, uh, it's amazing. I was with the, one of the singers in the drift is Billy, Billy E. Thompson. Um, fantastic singer. You know, back in the 70s and stuff like that, he had his hits and stuff, but he never made it. But you hear his voice, dude, and you say, wait a minute, his voice is just as good as any of those that was out there. Yeah. He just didn't get the break. Is it, is it really who, you know, is it really, that's what it boils <laughs> down real. to. Yeah. For real. For real. It's not what you know. It's who you it's know. It's who you know. You have that, uh, that connection in the radio yeah. business maybe, yeah. or you have that, uh, that hotshot manager that can mm -hmm. open the doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Huh. I mean, but for me, that was the reason, that was another reason why I went to the voice. Yeah, tell me about this. Okay, so so f first of all, when did you come to Norway? I came to Norway in 1998. Wow, you're old school. Yeah, I'm old school. Okay, <laughs> I came here in 2002, so I was right behind you. But yeah, but, yeah, I went that far behind. Yeah, you know? yeah. So so uh, you come you come to Norway now. Now uh, before we get to the voice, did mm. you do anything with music or singing when you first came to Norway? Did you have that in mind that you were going to pursue yeah. that? Yeah, I went um, when I when we came here. I think it was six months later. Um, my wife had got a job in Lillestrøm, so we moved to Lillestrøm and got an apartment. Okay. And uh, there was a band there called the Black and Blues Band that was uh, pretty well known in Lillestrøm, Strum, Strumman area, in that area, Rumerike. And um, so I was um, the lead, became the lead singer for them. Now, what kind uh, of music was it? Um, blues. Blues, okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, it was blues. Yep. Okay, gotta wait. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and so, so um, yeah. And um, so I started singing with them. It was a, it was a full band with um, horns and everything. Oh. It was nice. It was a nice band. Yeah. It was a really nice band. Yeah. Um, and I sang with them for three years. Okay, so you, you were able to jump into it right away then. Yeah. And, now, and then I started my own band after that. After that. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what was that band called? What's that band called? Uh, it was me and a keyboard player, drummer, and a saxophone player and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. So we, we um, started like that. Mm -hmm. do, do you have any music out there, any solo music out there that we can find on Spotify, YouTube, or anything like that? Yeah, I got. I did a couple songs with a band, a group called Suez Lights. I saw that. That was like almost like a dance music yeah, type of thing, with electric, your, electric music. which was a great combination with your soulful R&B voice on top of that. Exactly. exactly. I listened to that song today. I, I do my research, you know, I do my research. Exactly. Um, um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking with you, right? We're gonna take this. I'm gonna we're gonna take this to my car because I'm I gotta take my daughter to work. Oh, but, okay. Uh, doing the family we'll, thing. We'll keep talking. Keep keep Do, talking. Doing the family thing here. Um, okay. So you so you come to Norway. A, a, a couple of bands that you got involved with. Now, from going from that to doing an audition for The Voice right. is a pretty significant step. 
what yeah, led you, what led you to to thinking about going on the voice how long did you hold on to the thought of it before you actually put it into action yeah you know i was um i was i was gonna go join the, the um the voice show i t- tried for the voice show in 2012 but um you know due to health reasons and the family okay um, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So, you know, the family had to rally around, you know, to right. take care of Okay. Okay. Um, and so it wasn't the right moment. Right. Okay. So, but and, you, but you held on to the thought of doing it all those years yeah, from said, 2012 until yeah. now. Yeah. Me and my wife, we always had this thought where we said, one day I'm going to get back out there. You know. And and isn't that important to have that support from your spouse? You know, I have my little uh, Snoopy, and she she backs me up in everything I do. And even if I can start losing hope or losing focus on something I really want to do, she always brings me back around, points my head in the right direction, so I can keep on going. I'm sure you experienced something like that with your lady as well. Yeah, I, I think it helped me because my wife met me in my environment singing. Ah, you know? okay. You know what I mean? She was, she, we met each other down in, um, in Mayotka, you know, and Grand Canary is actually first. And then we moved over to uh, Mayotka. Okay. So she, she always knew my, you know, right. who I was and so, what I was. So there were no surprises know. there as far as what your focus was, what you liked to do. She knew from the get go. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, so it was, you know, and we had kind of an agreement where we had kind of an agreement where um, back out there. Okay. You know? Yeah. And then the voice came up. And I said to myself, because the voice didn't have an age limit, you know? Right. Because here, now, when, when, when I think of the voice, I think of pop culture, you know, this, this maybe 25 years old and under, you know, down into the teen years. Um, and we're back after, I almost said technical difficulties, but it's not technical difficulties, just family, family duties is what we had yeah, to take right, a break right. for. But now we're back. Now we're back. Yeah. Um, if we, uh, if we can get back to where we were, we were talking about, uh, it was 2012, you, um, uh, you had all intentions of auditioning for The Voice. Um, there was an illness in the family, so you postponed that. Yeah. And now we jump yeah. forward to now in 2021, mm-hmm. and you auditioned for The Voice. Now, t- tell me about the about the run up to that. What was going through your mind? Uh-huh. What kind of you know? How was your family responding? Yeah. Um, you know, my daughter. She's um, she's an influencer. Um, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, so I was, I, you, know, me, you know, like I said, my wife, we've always the plan was always that, you know. And when I came to Norway, I always had music. I mean, I did weddings and events and stuff like that alongside my my full time job. Um, I always wanted to keep the music in me, um, and so uh, we, you know, one day we were singing, and I said, you know. And there's no age limit for the for the for the voice. Yeah, you know, you know. So maybe I should try out try out for it. My wife, my wife was like, "Yeah, why not?" You know. So you know, you send in your um, request, and 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 they um, they re- re- replied back. Well, we would love to have you, 
you know, come and audition for The Voice. Now, what did that yeah. entail? Sending in like your application or your 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 request to be on? How do you what what do, what are they looking for when you send that in? Uh, they want to see some video of you. Okay, okay. You yeah. know, yeah. So I sent in a little video clip of me and gave them a little gave my background um, and stuff like that, and they replied, "I would love for you to come in." And uh, so I was like, "Okay, cool." And when I go in, there's these six people standing there, not standing there, and you know, on a panel, six people panel, and um, you know, it's kind of um, intimidating, you know, <laughs> you know, you uh-huh. walk in and you know, there's these six people that you don't know, and they're looking at you. Yeah, I mean, they were very nice. They were very nice. They welcomed me and everything, and made me feel you know, at home and stuff, at ease. And um, and so then they asked me, oh, what have you? Th- what song would you like to sing?" I said, "Well, this song was originally made by Otis Redding, but the group The Commitments did it, you know. And I knew that the Norwegians they knew more of The Commitments than they knew Otis Redding. Yeah. Um, so I took the song, um, and I did I did the song, and 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 then I noticed that." All of a sudden, they were, they had kind of sat to attention. You know uh-huh. what I mean? They heard something they like, and I heard the word "oi, oi." <laughs> yes, <laughs> that you know you have a and Norwegian's said, interest yeah. when they say "oi." <laughs> yeah, so I said "oi, oi is good." <laughs> <laughs> and um, and they asked me, um, you know, my background. You know, like you know, was I. Do I do gospel? I said, yeah, I love gospel. You know, did I grow up in a church? Yes, I did. Um, do you like doing soul music? I said, yeah. You know, and I said, yeah, we hear it. You know, we hear it in your voice. You know that you, um, you know, yeah, you're feeling every word you sing. I yeah. said, well, if I can't feel it, I can't sing it. Well, you there know? you go. Yeah, I, I don't just, I don't do that. I don't just no. that. It's not about me. You know, what I mean, I can't sing just, you know, no. And um. So they said, um, then they sent me to another room and then another room and then another room and another room and still didn't know if, you know, then, um, then they called me back again and I had to go back and back and back. Really? So and, they had you sing several times? Yeah. Wow. Was, okay. Yeah. I always had the impression it was like one audition to get on, but no, you had no. a series of. Yes. They're, they're thorough. You know I mean? They're pretty thorough. You know, they have vocal coaches and wow. and you get to meet the uh, musicians and stuff like that, go through the music they're going to do, get the right key and stuff like yeah. that. And, yeah. um, so they're pretty thorough. It's a very, very, very professional um, group of people, yeah. you know. Um, and um, then I got the message um, yeah, um, that I'm going, that I was going to be uh, on for the Blind Edition. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Mm. So you're still holding on to that dream that you had when you're a child. You have that dream when you're a child, you get into the, to the you, you know, you're singing professionally, uh, you know, with a legendary group. And then you probably had a period, I'm guessing you had a period from when you quit the group until you, and until you moved to Norway where you probably weren't singing professionally or were you singing yeah. all the way up until you came here to Norway? No, it was kind of crazy because I remember the day that I had really, where I felt that I I wanted to leave the Drifters was, and here was a, here was a reason why because these guys were older and they had families, but every time we get together with their families, they were like strangers. 
Really? Yeah, because they, they, they hadn't seen the kids. And stuff uh, of like course, that. being out on the road, yeah. On the road, you know, and, I, and, I, and I'm watching this, and I'm saying, and I go home and I say to him, my girlfriend at the time, I said, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see, I don't want that. You know what I mean? I want, when I walk in, I want them to know me. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to feel at ease with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then, and she was an air hostess. You know what I mean? She was an air hostess. And we said, you know what I mean? There's got to be more to life than this. Yeah, you know, and I when I went to the group and I said, fellas, you know, I, I think I'm, I think I'm done, you know, and they were like, are you crazy? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, are you crazy? You know, the life you have here, you're gonna yeah. give this up? You know, and I said to them, I said, you know, I feel that there's something better out there for me. You know what I mean? And I asked, don't get me wrong, I appreciate this time. Yeah, I'm thankful. You know what I mean? But I just feel that there's something greater out there for me. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to get it being here, you know. Interesting. That takes a lot of self-examination and honesty with oneself to come to that conclusion when being faced with ending something that is so prestigious and lucrative as being a singer in The Drifters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. But you still chose the actual thing that is really going to make you happy as opposed to the potential fortune and, and a definite fame and recognition. That's, a, exactly. that's interesting. That's a, that's a, that says a lot about your character. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, 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 um, it, it, it makes me think of a good friend of mine. Uh, he's a, he's a country artist. His name is Einstein Reme. Um, good friend of mine. I wrote his uh, first solo album. I wrote okay. it for him. Okay. And, in connection with that album, we were able to work with, I almost don't want to mention this producer's name, uh, but I'm going to, uh, Elliot Roberts. He is the quite famous producer. He produced uh, a lot of Neil Young albums, produced uh, Linda Ronstadt, um, people like that. So we got him here to Norway to produce that record. And without going into detail, Einstein was faced with a choice of following Elliot Roberts. Oh, I'm sorry, Elliot Mazer, Elliot Mazer, Elliot Roberts is Neil Young's manager who passed mm-hmm. away. Elliot Mazer is the producer. I'm sorry. I got, I'm getting a mix up Elliot Mazer. So Elliot Mazer, uh, Einstein had an opportunity where he could have, uh, traveled to Nashville and actually recorded there. As it turned out, we recorded the album here, but okay. he was faced with a choice, follow Elliot Mazur's lead or turn his back on some friends. Right. And Einstein chose to stick with his friends. Right, right. So when I hear of people making decisions like that, you know, they turn their back on fame and possible right. fortune right. to do the thing that is closest to their heart. Exactly. That, that's and that's, that's very similar to what you did in your situation yeah, then. That's exactly the, the way I felt. I felt and that's that. admirable because not a lot of people have the fortitude to do that. It's no. very admirable. Yeah. And, and, I, and I look at it in the long term and, I, and, it, and it was the right decision. Yeah, because yeah. you're doing well. You know, you have your wonderful wife, your two beautiful yeah. daughters here. Yeah. Uh, I have a son. I have a son. Also. You have a son here too. Okay, I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. You know, uh, Christian Byron Williams. He's a rapper. He's awesome. Oh. You know, he's following his dad's footsteps. So it's it's know. in the blood. <laughs> yeah, it's in the blood. You know, um, so it's it's yeah. I don't regret it. I don't regret it. And you know, and I've met with the with the guys and talked with them. 
And they said to me, they said, but, you know, you made the right decision. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. made the right decision. At the time, we couldn't see it. We didn't move on as quickly as you did. I see, yeah. Well, you, you know, know, and when and when you're in this the life situation that you're in right now, as I said, with your wife and your and your children, mm. you know, how can how could you have any regrets? Everything is right. fine the way it is. Right. So 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 you go in and you go through this series of pre auditions, and then uh, when did you get word that you were going to make it for the television filming? Um, I, I think I came out maybe a week or two weeks afterwards. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then when you got word that you're going to be on the TV filming, how much time did you have after that to prepare for the um, actual filming? I think it was about two weeks. About two weeks, okay. Yeah, but you know, but because I already knew the song already, so just yeah. a question of the band yeah. getting getting it together, and then us going in and practicing, and then um, uh, actually, we, I think we practiced it and with the band two times, and then we shot it, you know. I have to ask you, um, did you get the opportunity to speak to the judges off camera? No. You didn't? Okay. Because I was going to ask you about Espen Lind. Okay. Um, because when I first came to Norway, he is one of the first Norwegian musicians that I heard anything about. I'd actually heard about Espen Lind before I came to Norway, he had a couple of semi-major hits yeah, uh, yeah. In, in the States, in the, in the, in the middle 90s. Mm, true. Um, and, and, and I'm asking you this about Espen, and I don't know, you don't, I don't want anybody to hang any dirty, dirty laundry or anything, but I got, a little, I got a little provoked by his comment after you sang. Okay. Yeah. It, it was almost as if he was saying that you were not, and, and I'm thinking, okay, and, and here you are, uh, a former member of the Drifters, and then when you sang, and I have to tell you, when you sang on TV, what wow. a performance! Hats off Thank to you, brother. It was it was beautiful. Much. Thank you very much. And then after that, Espen had to play the bad guy, and he said something to the effect that you're not polished, yeah. that they, that you 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 need to be careful not to just sing in one genre of music and i'm like what is this son of a whatever talking about i think a lot of people had that opinion you know what i mean my jaw hit the floor because he's yeah i I don't know i i yeah so i was just wondering is is was espen lynn really a jerk because he came up as a jerk when he i mean mean, a lot of people that saw that they were kind of they were kind of saying themselves well he used up 30 seconds of saying nothing exactly you know, um, and I'm like, come on, Espen, you're one of my, you're one of my minor heroes, if that is such yeah. a thing, one of my minor heroes, yeah. and this is the response you had to give. Oh, but man. but uh, but in the same <laughs> note, but in the same note, I understand he what he was trying to say was, you know, don't be, don't find yourself in just one genre. You know what I mean? Sure. But sure. then I'm thinking to myself, this is the song that you've heard me sing. You haven't heard me sing anything else. Well, exactly, but but. I guess I was disappointed because I think his response lacked a certain amount of professional observation. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like a musical genius, but I am a musician. I am a vocalist and I can hear with my less than professional ear that you have a voice that would pass well with any kind of rock, even a pop you know here you, you were on this this electric uh, dance song that i heard yeah. on on spotify today yeah. Yeah. so i was just disappointed in espen lynn's uh yeah. summation of your performance i was I very disappointed 
I don't know if you saw the expression on my face when he was talking. Yes, yes, I did. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know my expression was, you know, pretty much, well, you know, you know, um, you haven't given me any, you, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, anyways. Anyway, yeah, yeah I, you know, I don't, and I don't want to, I don't want to talk bad about Espen. No. I'm just the the, the 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 basis of what I'm saying is that I was surprised that he gave such a um, such a con- su- yeah such a consequently negative yeah. uh, feedback to your performance. Uh, yeah. I was I was shocked. On the on the other hand, uh, we have Yosef. Yeah. Who yeah. just loved you to death and yeah. and and uh so you know, how, how's that going to be working with him going forward? I you know I, I'm, I I it's hard for me to say the name Mutamu and I call him just Tom. Yeah. You know because I have difficult difficulty saying that guy's name but that's why I call him Tom. Yeah. Um I mean he was I said that he was genuine. You know what I mean? He saw he saw in me possibilities. Yes. You know, you have sees in me possibilities yeah and and as i thought about it i said to myself who do i have the most in common with it's yourself well and i saw that right away i was sitting there watching uh that that, that episode with snoopy and we both looked at each other and said he, he's gonna go with yosef <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah. And, yeah my wife calls it <laughs> it's kind of funny my wife calls it black privilege <laughs> you know what? You know what? In this case, there is such a thing as black privilege. Yes. You see what I'm saying? She's you t- inspiring. You tell your wife. Tell your wife. I'm I'm right there with her. I, I understand. Yeah. She, she says to me, "She's inspiring." Here's an opportunity for some black privilege. <laughs> for 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 my non-Norwegian listeners, uh, the Norwegian version of the voice has a uh, one of the judges is a black man. He's from from Africa. From is he from Ethiopia? Nah. I don't know. I think Ethiopia. I'm not sure. Uh, a black man is one of the judges, and and uh, rapper. He's a rapper. Yeah, mm-hmm. a rapper. And, uh, a good one, by the way. A very good yeah. one. And I think, I think, if he were to decide to pick up the mic again and try to make a breakthrough in the states, because they did with Madcon, yes. they did come yes. into the states. But if he were to go solo and go back to the states, I think he could be up there with yes. any rapper walking around yes. the streets I of America. Too. Absolutely. I do too. You know, he did that song with Kelly Rollins. Yes, yes, he did. You know, you yeah. know, it was a big hit in the states yeah. for her. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. But if he yeah. were to, if he wanted to go solo and really, really push himself in the states, he could be quite successful. And need another singer. I'm available. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> see, see, see. You're thinking. I'm just gonna, you're thinking. I'm just gonna put that out to the ether. Is it know? is it time for a new dream? You know yeah, what I mean? But in all serious, let me post that as a as a serious question. Now okay. here you are. You've got your foot in the door. Uh, you you've had your foot in the door in the entertainment business. You know you've been performing here. You've, you yeah. you have your own band, but mm-hmm. now you have your foot in a bigger, heavier, more exclusive door because the voice is quite popular here in Norway. Exactly. Uh, people people come into the final rounds of the voice and they come out of that with a career, with a lucrative career. Exactly. What um, what kind of thoughts do you have now? Do you is it is it time for a new dream for you? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, we me and my wife we chose to have a family and stuff like that. But we always said, you know, when the kids get older yeah. You know what I mean? God willing, I can get back out there. How how old are your kids now? My oldest oldest is twenty seven and my youngest is she'll be eighteen. 
Well, there you, you go. Know, throw, you know, throw them out the door and then get know, on the phone. Get on the phone and start making. <laughs> you know, and it's it's, it's a weird. So we're talking. Okay, when you have when you can associate, I have a friend of mine, a, a good friend of mine. Uh, he's in the showbiz. Showbiz. He says, Byron, I would love to use you. He said, I know you have a fantastic voice. He said, but nobody else knows. Right. You know what I mean? It's a he matter said, of exposure. If they get to hear you, you see what I'm saying. He yeah. said, but. If people say, oh, that's Byron from The Voice. There you go. You see what I'm saying? So that becomes my title, no longer The Drifters. It becomes The Voice. And that is a huge, you know, all respect to The Drifters. You know, I'm an old school guy. Uh, yeah. To be quite honest, I have very little use for today's music. I have very yeah. little use for it. But having yeah. said that, I have to recognize, we have to recognize, we know that The Voice is one of the leading elements of pop culture here in Norway. Again, again, people are making it to the final rounds and they're coming out of that with a lucrative career. Exactly. Much less the people who actually win it or maybe the runner up, you know, you know, and I've seen, it's not necessarily the winners. Exactly. People come in. Yeah, exactly. People Mm -hmm. just get into the final, you know, Mm -hmm. the final 10 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and you've, and you've got, you've got, you've got a career. So yeah, here's so here comes some new opportunities right around the corner for you. I you know from your mouth to God's ears, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I see, I, I I don't mean to sound overly religious, you know what I mean. I'm to not, me, there's no such thing. You know what I mean. Let I, me tell I, you. I, let me tell you a side thing. Uh, my yeah. longest podcast episode was four hours, and it was with uh, my good friend Espen Jurgensen, and we spoke about religion and spirituality for four okay. hours for a podcast well, episode. You know what I mean. So you can't get too religious here no, or too spiritual. No. And and I just see how things are lining up for me. You see, yeah, I see that they're lining up for me. Amen. Um, Amen. And, I mean, seven years I'll be retired from the company I've been working for. What kind of you work do you I mean? do, by the way? I work with IT. IT, um, yeah. Software, software integration. Okay. You know. So you retire uh, and and the, it, and it's playtime. You can you yeah. can yeah. Like I can just play. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and that's why I try to, to just keep my health up. You know, exercise, try to eat right and stuff like that. To, you know, to. Well, you look good. You don't look sixty. Thank you do thank not you. look sixty. So uh, I want I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, about nine years behind you. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, I just want I want I want to get up. They asked me at the voice, "What are you, what are your ambitions?" I said, "You know, I, I want to sing for the Norwegian people." Yeah. You know, I want to I want to go to that little hamlet. You know what I mean? Or this place. Yeah. Or that place. Yeah. And sing and and. Or Oslo Spectrum, Oslo Spectrum. Of course, Oslo Spectrum. You know what I mean? That was that was my number one goal, but that involved me making my own music. You know what I mean? So then I have to put and put together something. You know, me to create. Are you a writer? Do you write music? I I write lyrics. You write lyrics, okay? I'm a I'm a lyricist. I'm very good at the lyrics. Yeah. Um, I'm not really musical. Do you have somebody you can collaborate with on the musical side? Yeah, I just started working with this friend of mine, and um, we just finished, well, we're finishing up a Christmas song we just made. Um, nice. Um, you know, I waited, you know, I, that is my favorite time of the year, Christmas, and I love, I have a Christmas show, and I've always wanted to write my own instead of singing one for Peebo Bryson or yeah. Will, Down, Will Downing, yeah. you know, and all those singers, and I finally teamed up with this guy that's... This guy is so awesome. We get each other. 
you know, and the, the, the song is just like, just found itself. We're going to finish it up and hopefully that'll come out in October. Now, it will come out in October, you know, because <laughs> you know? uh, we have to finish it up. But then, like, then we're going to start collaborating on some more original stuff. Um, I have stuff that I haven't, that I've started, but I haven't finished. Yeah, and I'm yeah. at some point, I've got to finish them mm-hmm. um, uh, because people are going to ask for original. Well, <sighs> I don't and think I'm that. For collaborators also. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll be talking then. Okay. <laughs> we'll okay. be talking for sure. Yeah. Um, well, you, you you definitely have you definitely have the voice uh, to to do whatever you want. You yeah. you know, and like I said, I can hear um, in your voice <clears throat> that you can sing anything from old school R and B to modern R and B to soul yeah. to rock to yeah. pop. Yeah. Uh, I can even hear you singing over a jazz tune. So you yeah. have that voice that touches all genres, all aspects yeah. of musical yeah. entertainment. So Thank I can you. see I can see things happening for you, man. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Now what what's the next step? Now I saw like I said last night I saw your first uh your first round. Mm-hmm. Um uh and except for Espen Lynn's comments, <laughs> everything went well. Now yeah. now what happens? When do you uh when when are we gonna see the next round with you? Um, they let us know like maybe a week before. Okay. You know, um, and I think it's the, uh, duel. Yeah. I think it's called the duel. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. So that, that'll be, that'll be nice. Um, it's, it's nerve wracking. You know, I've been on so many stages, but this one to me was the worst, not the worst, but the worst as far as nerves concerned. Now, why is that? Because... You have this feeling that, okay, normally I'm singing to an audience and I see the audience, you know what I mean? And, you know, immediacy, you know what I mean? But with this, it's going out beyond, you know what I mean? To yeah. the homes, yep. to the homes of the people, you know what I mean? So then this becomes, okay, you know? And then I, but then I just settled down and said, Byron, you know, you do what you do. Go yeah. do what you do, dude, and the rest will take care of itself, you know? I can remember uh, here here recently over the past year I've been on um Norwegian news TV, uh, TV and radio. I saw you, I saw you, I saw Did you. you see that? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the first time, the first time and the last time. Uh, unusually enough in the in between times I was on the the, the TV, uh, I wasn't nervous, but this last time and the very first time I was nervous because it was mm. that thought of now everybody can hear me. There could be right. potentially millions hearing me, right. but but when I when I was able to close off that thought and just think, hey, I know how to talk, I know how to right express on. myself, right I know on. to engage in a conversation or debate, just do that, right <laughs> you know. On. And right as on. soon as you can close off the audience, you're yeah. better off as far as your nerves go. But isn't there that isn't there also something missing if you close off the audience? Because don't you want to perform? directly to those people exactly so that you got to find that middle ground which which can be difficult you have to find a balance you know um um, i think it i think it's due to my stage presence that i'm able to do that you know what i mean um i'll find someone in the audience you know i don't look directly but I, i look in the general direction of people okay you know what i mean um and um i don't get fixated on one or two people i just look kind of I canvas while I'm singing. You know okay. I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I look at it a little different when I'm, 
if I'm up there doing stand up or if I'm singing, if I'm performing music, I, I, I tend to find that locking eyes with individuals yeah. cures my stage fright. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. for, for me, it is that actual connection. Hey, look at me, look at this. And then seeing them smile or making them smile if they're not. Right. That kind right. of distracts me from the fear that I really have <laughs> of yeah. being on stage. So yeah. I don't know, it's while, different. Everyone's all glanced down, you know, to take a, bar <laughs> a barometer. You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> but but Norwe Norwegian audiences are weird. Uh, do you remember the club in Oslo? It's called Smuga. Oh yeah, when I first came to yes. Norway, now, I, I used to go there all the time. Now I had a dream uh, to perform there. I heard about Smuga long before I had any thoughts of coming to Norway, because yeah. I heard people like you know my my musical heroes, people like Prince and uh, Eric Clapton, people like that. If they performed in Oslo or, or even in Stockholm, they would yeah. go to Smuga to do like yeah. you know do a do a surprise show. Yeah. So I always wanted to perform there. So I got the opportunity to perform there with my band. This was nice. back in 2004 or five, something like that. Nice. Nice. So, and this was I, all, this I, was, no, I ahead. actually said that to myself, but one day, as a one day I'm going to come and sing here. Well, at that time, that was my biggest goal was to perform at yeah. Smuga. So then I got the opportunity to do it. And, you know, I'm, I'm all worked up. Uh, uh, this is all original songs. It was an album's worth of original songs that I had written. I had a killer band with me. We were, we were tight. So yeah. we get up there and we, we, we do the first song. Very light applause. And I wasn't really focusing on the crowd because I was so nervous. Yeah. And then we did this. It was a, a funky, uh, you know, get up and dance kind of song. And then it has this breakdown. So I stopped singing and then the breakdown, the band is, is vamping. And I say, yeah. if y'all want to dance, it's cool. Come on, y'all. Yeah. And I look out there and they're all just standing there staring at me yeah. with their yeah, arms yeah. crossed. And I'm like, yeah, wait, yeah. wait a minute. This is, this yeah. isn't working. Yeah, so yeah. I had, we finished the show and I just, in the end, I ended up just performing for myself because I, right. I, I felt like the crowd wasn't getting me. Right. But then I get off stage and they mobbed me. It took me two, yeah. almost three hours to get out of the club because they loved it. Exactly. But they had this thing where they were like analyzing. They were like, yeah, they were I'm, I'm recording. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that family in the background. Yeah, yeah, God yeah. love them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was a different kind of experience, and and I've seen that from time to time here in Norway, where the crowd is very analytical, and it's yeah. to the point where I, as a performer, wonder if they if they're getting this. But then afterwards, they come with the feedback. Hey, I when I, I remember the first time I went out singing, you know, and I'm singing my heart out. I'm giving. I'm giving. 250 percent you know what I mean <laughs> and and they were just sitting there you know and with they were just looking at me but with no expression you know and, yeah. I, and I'm trying to go I'm trying to get more and more I'm be, I've been like what more can I do what I, you know, I became they're hitting, like they're hitting like you with the famous with the famous Norwegian blank stare yeah I became almost like uh I don't know what it was uh, you know I tried harder and harder yeah and when I was done you know, and I was walking out, I'm thinking, they really don't like me. Yeah. You know, and then when I walked off, and they came to me one by one and said, thank you very much. He said, we have not experienced this before. You know what I mean? And we, instead, we just wanted to enjoy this. 
Yeah. You know, I said, well, I thought you didn't like because no, no, we love you. <laughs> Isn't that something? Isn't that something? You know? It's just, they, they have a different way of, yeah. of, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say anything bad about them. And I do tease yeah. Norwegians all the time, but I think they are a different crowd. They're very, they're reserved. They're yes. Very reserved. Yes. You but know? they will tell, they will come up afterwards oh, yeah. with the oh, feedback. Yeah. 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 I've they, actually signed, I've actually signed autographs. People have come up to me and asked for my autograph after yeah. stand-up shows yeah. where I hear, you know, I tend to go into a, into myself when I'm doing my stand-up. So I don't yeah. always feel the feedback, but I really feel sometimes they're just not getting this, but then yeah. people will come up after and ask for an autograph yeah yeah it's yeah. like it, 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 it's different here in norway with an I, had to, I had to ignore i had to i had to remind myself yeah you know remind byron that this is you know you know if i had like a group of people from england you know they they're all you know in the mood screaming yes. yeah yeah yes. yeah but the wages were you know and i mean i experienced that also in spain whenever the norwegians would come to the show we would say to them, we'd say, what, who are the, who are the, what countries are in the audience? And we'd say, okay, this is Scandinavian, right? <laughs> so we knew that the Scandinavians, they weren't rowdy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they applauded, you know what I mean? But it was very gracefully yeah. applauded, and yeah. they liked it. Yeah. Then, then the English and the Italians and the French and the Germans would come in, and then they'd be crazy. A little bit more you boisterous, know? yeah. Right, <laughs> you know, so, but, you know, so. Well, I got to tell you, By Byron, I am uh, I'm, I'm hooked on the voice now. Uh, to be honest, I've never seen a single episode until I heard that you were going to be on there. And yeah. now, oh. now, now I'm hooked. Now, now I got to follow you. Now, now I've got to see what you're going to do. What is it? Now you got, now you got a pony in the race. Huh? Now I got a pony in the race. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, I. Uh, I, I, I almost want to say I wish you luck, but to wish luck means that there's a certain amount of doubt in there. I, yeah. just, just do your thing, man, right and, and, right and something is going to happen for you. Whether or not you win right. the voice, I think something, I can feel it. Let me, let, me be, let me be Prophet John for a minute and say that something is going to come of this to where you're going to have a whole new phase in your musical career. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Every, hey, you can tell tell your listeners to go to uh, on Instagram Byron Williams underscore Junior. You know to follow me. You know, where there's a lot of good stuff going to come there. Byron Williams underscore Junior. Junior. Jr. Mm. Yeah. Because we're going to be posting a lot of good stuff there. But Are I'm you on you. Twitter as well? Are you on Twitter? Yeah. No, I don't. I'm Twitter, I'm on Instagram, and Facebook. Instagram and Facebook. Okay, I'll yeah. make sure I put those links up. I also put a link up to your website, which oh, is yeah. Byron Williams Jr. Byron Byron Williams Jr. dot com. Right, right, right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna send people there. Uh, right. You've got a supporter here, and I'm counting right. on my my listeners being supporters of you as well. Oh, bless you, bless you. For uh, bless you, bless you, and and I want to thank you. It, it actually, <clears throat> I need to shake myself up a little bit because I've been. Away. There's not a lot of black people here in Norway. There's not a lot of black Americans here in Norway. We are few and far between, and we're yeah. spread to all corners of Norway. But I've yeah. been aware of you being here, and I should have reached out to you long before this so shame yeah. on me but hey now we've done it now we've reached now we've out. reached out we know yeah we, we know we know the route to each other yeah you know and frederickstad is not that far away that's well, you're in drummond, right? i'm in drummond that's an hour you know that's an right. hour drive i love drummond yeah. dude i love the town you know i am not a city person i'm born and raised out in the country in ohio uh -huh. 
And before we lived here in Drummen, we were living way up north. We have another home up north in Finnmark, oh, okay. uh, coastal coastal Finnmark on the island of Silo. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm that's what I'm used to. I don't like living in a city, but yeah. if I have to live in a city, I'm yeah. glad it's Drummond. It's a good right. place. Drummond right is on. very nice. It's cozy right. here. It's uh, right on. yeah. Every time we drive there, I remember my wife is oh, this is a nice town. It is nice. Know? Yeah, it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about Fredrikstad, but it's it's uh, it's decent. I've I've been there. Yeah. It's I've there's nothing not to like. I'm just not yeah, a city person. City. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's got what about eighty two, eighty three thousand people. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, you get the city, you get the city feeling. But we live out in the suburbs. Okay, so you have a little breathing space. A little breathing space. Turn. Can I make this turn? I can't make this turn. No. And yeah, we're out in the suburbs. Yeah, in the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to let you get uh, back to your family. Um, Thank you for giving me this time. Whenever you have anything going on, if there's anything you want to promote or if you just want to have a talk, you've got a place. You've got a place on my podcast. And I know my listeners, my listeners are going to gain something from hearing about your story. And I ask my listeners to please, if you're here in Norway, watch the Norwegian version of The Voice, cheer you on and, and, and give you that support. Beautiful. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Byron Williams Jr. Take care. Have a good day. You too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I truly appreciate your support. Go in on my website, johnallenpod.com, J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D.com. And from there, you can see all of the different platforms where you can listen to my podcast. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. Look me up there, subscribe, 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 spread the word, share it with your friends, and please subscribe. I appreciate your support. Bye, everybody. Thank you and goodbye.